Welcome back, Richard. It's good to see you this morning. Good morning. Happy February. Happy February you? to you as well. It's cold. <laughs> it is cold. It's um, I, I think every patient uh, in the past week has mentioned how it's uh. 40 in the 40s when we wake up in the 80s in the afternoon and then back in the 40s by the time we go to bed it's i hate it when they say i just love this cold weather it's so wonderful and i think well, wait a minute you're in florida you're supposed to yeah abhor the cold if you just take the those, it would be fine if you like the cold go, go somewhere where it's cold yeah wow. but happy february groundhog day yesterday i still don't know what that means and i'm from pennsylvania but i don't know I have no idea what ground that whole thing is about, but I know we're into February um, and I can't, I mean, just the time, everybody keeps saying time is flying. I think well, one of the reasons that time is flying is everybody's too busy. Well, it is, we are very busy. And I, and I think that in, of course, you beautiful transition there, Dr. Marshall, um, we're going to talk about you know, some of those issues, some of the issues of being so busy, so um, cluttered with things on our calendar, things with, uh, you know, our desks, everything that we have going on. And so we're going to, we're going to talk about some of the importance related to simplifying our lives, you know, right. to find calm and, and just simplify things um, in our lives. Yeah. We, we ran into this article. It, it's um, the source, the, the, the site um, is an organization called attitude. It's a blog and a website and um, it's intended for people with ADHD but and so we we sort of keep up with it. Um, it's a useful uh, resource for us. And we stumbled upon this article about seven habits that bring calm and stability. And we took a, took a look at it and said immediately, "Wow, anybody could use this. Um, it, it's not just um, we didn't think it was useful only for people with ADHD, but perhaps all of us could benefit mm -hmm. from a little calm and a little stability and a little serenity." Absolutely. You know, we, we live in a very hectic and busy and demanding society in a very busy world. You know, you know, people don't I don't think people realize or appreciate how busy we Americans are. Right. Um, you know, you go to other countries, the pace is different. Mm -hmm. uh, there isn't the frenetic pace. There isn't fear about your job and about health care. Uh, we have a very frantic pace in this country. It's only increasing because of technology. It didn't increase only because of technology. It increased because of that's the way America works. Um, this hard driving, got to get ahead, got to keep up. That's a that's a that's a maybe a uniquely American um, trait, but it it creates the kind of conditions that um, make us realize that every once in a while. You need to stop and slow down and reset. And that's what this article is about. Absolutely. You know, we've met in and talked on the podcast here many times in over the past couple of years, actually, about how the rates of anxiety and depression continue to increase. The suicide right. rates are increasing. You know, job insecurity is um, you know, a major concern and issue for everyone, financial insecurity. And and so we're we're all overwhelmed. Right. And, and yeah, you're absolutely right. It's time that we have to remember. And, you know, it's nice every once in a while to have reminders to just kind of hit a reset. Hey, let's let's find some calm. Let's let's figure out how we can, you know, 
resolve some of this stress or, or manage some of this stress a little bit better so that we can function better. Right. Um, this writer, um, she she says we are we are in the era 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 of more, <laughs> and I like that phrase. Because we really are. We have more worries. We have more grief. We have more possessions. I mean, we are frantically shopping. I, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we all talk about um, advertisers. Advertisers make us want to do things. Mm -hmm. um, they make us want to have stuff. Um, and I thought, well, that makes Amazon the world's greatest advertising agency right. because they have made us want stuff and they've made it very easy for us to get stuff. And so in a way, Amazon is the great um, advertiser of this, of our time, because it makes you want more stuff and it makes it very easy to get to. Um, on my street, and I'm sure this is true for you, um, but you, you know, do you see an Amazon delivery truck on your street every day? Every day. Every, every day. single day. They're up and down the street and there are cars in our neighborhood at three and four o'clock in the morning and they must be uh, gig workers who deliver packages for somebody. I'm assuming it's Amazon, but they'll they'll. At first, I was worried about it because you'd have these strange vehicles pull up at a house, and they were delivering packages at two and three and four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive because on one hand, we tell ourselves we need to slow down. We need to. Um, we don't. We don't need so much stuff. We need to, you know, manage all this better. But then at the same time, you know, you go to Amazon or you go wherever and it's like, oh, I can get this at 10 o'clock by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Let me do that. There's right. absolutely no need to have it by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, but we want it and we want it now. And so what we're trying to balance that shopping online convenience with the right. immediacy of shopping in a in a store and having it right now. And, and we're combining those two things and it, it, it makes life um, easier in some ways. But again, it, it keeps things you know, at this frantic pace mm -hmm. that, you know, if we're not careful, we're going to reach this tipping point where there's so much pressure, so much, you know, so many demands that, you know, our brain, everything, we're just going to shut down, you know, that's and right. And, what, and everything else. That's right. What this article is about is it's people with ADHD, uh, their brains sort of, um, um, deceive them, you know, because <laughs> um, you get overwhelmed easily. You you seek stimulation, but you're easily overwhelmed. Well, truth be told, all brains work that way. Right. And what this is about, what, what we're going to be talking about in this podcast is the human brain is structured to want stimulation. It seeks stimulation. It seeks pleasure. That's what it's built to do. But you have to be very careful because that seductive urge to have more and to do more and to be more. That's a seductive biological urge that most of us have, mm -hmm. but you have to be careful because you're not going to realize it, but at some point you're going to reach a tipping point. Mm -hmm. And instead of your brain being stimulated by everything, it's suddenly going to shut down because right. there's too much stimulation and you're not going to realize it's happening until it's too late. Right. So what we want to do here is we want to recognize that we do get overwhelmed. We do have this tendency to shut down and that every once in a while you have to, you have to have a brain reset and the brain reset. One is an emergency room brain reset Right. And another is a prevention brain reset. So right. we want to talk about 
an immediate brain reset when you're when you are acutely overwhelmed. But we also want to talk about things you can do to prevent yourself from getting to that tipping point. Absolutely. And um, and this article offers you know seven steps, seven yeah. things that you can do to help right. simplify your life and to help you with that mental and emotional reset. And, it, and it's funny, like I, I always this is on a uh, maybe on a tangent, but it's always funny to me how many when authors write and they say, here's seven things, here's six things. We typically do three things. Because three seems to be like an easy. You do three. I always do three things. And so this is seven. And it's like seven is such an interesting number. Um, I mean, but anyways, so there's seven things that this author writes about, um, seven little strategies, seven things that you can do to help simplify your life. And the first thing, interestingly, there's seven things, but to take a six second pause, six seconds, but um, they say that it's six seconds because that's the amount of time it takes for the prefrontal cortex to respond, you know, after the amygdala, this is a very internal structures in our brain before, between the time our amygdala creates some response to something happening in our um, environment and our frontal lobes to respond. Right. Yeah. It's really, it's really, I mean, we talk about this all the time. I hadn't put it in quite the same terms as she does. But what she says is that, you know, when you get overwhelmed, it's the amygdala that's telling your brain, you got to do something, you know, and what it usually does is fight or flight. And what she recommends is when you feel yourself getting to that point where you want to just scream or tear your hair out, pause for six seconds because it takes six seconds for the front of your brain, which controls your emotions, to respond to the emotions that are being produced. And so if you can't stop, she said, one of the ways to do it is to think of six cities that begin with the letter P. Right. Or um, six things that are in the room right now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can look around the room and say, I see this and I see this and I see this. And I... If you do six things, it takes about six seconds. Right. And at that point, your your thinking brain, the, the inhi- inhibitory mechanisms of the frontal lobe, should manage those big emotions coming out of the center of your brain. And so it's really a good tactic to use. I mean, we, we, we use very various terms for that. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. But it's it's a nice strategy to use. Just do something that takes you six seconds. And, you'll, and, and if you're thinking about something else, you'll replace that emotion mm-hmm. with calm and, right. and you can get back on track. But that's, that's sort of the emergency room visit. You know, this is what you do when you have acute anxiety. Absolutely. And, you know, we recognize that it's difficult sometimes to recognize it before you switch over into that fight or flight. Right. You know, right. the 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 critical piece to this is recognizing it as early as possible. Um, you know, when you start feeling yourself, you know, get a little bit worked up, you know, maybe uh, if we were here in, in session uh, sitting and you were sitting on the couch, you know, one of the things that we would talk to you about is, you know, what does your body feel like when you're starting to get worked up like right. that? You know, when yeah. you can feel your, you can start feeling fidgety, your your hands start to sweat, or you start to feel shaky or something. You know, right. when, as soon as you start to feel some of those things, that's when you pause for a minute, you know, take those six seconds, you know, look for, you know, how many things in the room that you can find that start with a 
the letter P or that, you know, or a certain color or something like that. But just to take that 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 short pause to let your brain catch up with what's happening. Yeah, um, counting, uh, people say count to 10, you know, step back and count to 10. Yeah. It takes about six seconds to count to 10. Um, it's all the same stuff. And what you're doing is you're putting something else. You're making your brain go someplace else. Right. And that's what you want to do to break that emotional tension. Right. The second thing, the second strategy, uh, and this is something I think that many of us need to learn how to do, and that is to, exactly. learn to say no. Um, right. not, not, a, not a rude, harsh, you know, hard no. But, right. but polite, no, no, you know, thank you for asking, but um, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Um, I'm not gonna be, I'm not available that day or, um, you know, I can't give it that I don't have the opportunity right now to give it the time that it deserves. But just, we have to learn to not take on everything that's offered or available to us. Right. Yeah. But, and, and the important thing is you do it in a gentle way. So yeah. think of some phrases that you can use. So that when people ask you to do things that you really don't want to do, you have a you have a ready response. You're not scrambling to get the right words. And if you say things like, I'd really love to, but I have to do this, or I, I'm just not going to be able, it's a great project. I'm just not going to be able to give it the time that it deserves. You can back out of these things gently. The other thing you have to do is you have to think about things like, what, are, what will I need to give up in order to do what this person's asking me to do? Right. Um, Bernie, I don't, you may have gotten notification. I guess there's going to be another round of book readings, uh, evaluation. Uh, no, uh, I haven't seen that yet. I'm not going to be able to do that this year. Right. Um, uh, we did it We did it last year. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like the project. I think it's worthwhile. But I'm working on a book myself, and I know I'm not going to have the time. And right. so what do I need to give up to do this? I'd have to give up writing my own book in order to to do that project like the project i just can't give up the, the this the the book that i'm working on right the other thing is how important is this to me right. um if it's if it's not really urgent um then then maybe you shouldn't do it and the most important question is if i'm trying to simplify my life does taking on this project simplify my life right. because if it doesn't you're take you're dragging everything in the opposite direction uh, absolutely and, and i and i think it's such a good advice that you give to say start thinking about this now, you know, you know, in anticipation of someone asking you to do something, you know, have some, have some responses sort of in your, in your toolkit in, in your belt, ready to go. So mm -hmm. that you're not like, ah, you know, uh, sure. Yeah. I think that I, I, I can maybe, you know, let me look at my calendar. You know, I, I think that having some being prepared and we kind of know you know, when 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 a project is presented to us or an opportunity is presented to us, you kind of have that gut feeling immediately that says, oh, I really don't want to do that. Right. Uh, yeah. If you have that gut feeling, don't do it. You know, find, you know, that's when you pull pull that little line from the from your tool belt and say, you know, I, I really appreciate you asking, but I don't think I'm going to be able to this time. Um, right. If there's something in you that says, oh, my gosh, this sounds so exciting. That's mm -hmm. what you want to pause and say, you know what, let me give some time to think about it. See if I have, if I'm going to have the time and opportunity to, to participate. Right. Don't, you know, avoid saying yes immediately. Um, and, and take that time to really consider, as you said, you know, do, do I have the time to do it? Do I have the energy right. to put into it? How important is it? And, and does it really help me with what I'm trying to accomplish right now? Right. Those right. are advice. Yep. The third thing, the third step is to, Take a moment 
to rein in some of those nonstop thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk a lot on the podcast about practicing mindfulness, for example, mm-hmm. you know, just, just taking a moment to pause and sit and even close your eyes, but just take a moment to stop and, and just be quiet for a moment. Mm-hmm. You, it, we can't overemphasize the importance of just being quiet for a few moments. Right. Yeah. And th- this tends to happen when you're doing a mindless task, doing dishes or brushing your teeth, taking a shower, mm-hmm. trying to go to sleep. For many of us, it's when you're trying to go to sleep, right. not doing anything. So your brain starts racing. Okay. Right. And, and you, you start to get all these thoughts like I'm rambling in your head. People say it like the hamster wheel or I have too many thoughts and I can't. No, you can, but you but it's an effortful process and you have to practice what we call mindless mindfulness. <laughs> Not mindlessness. You, well, mindfulness. it's a mindless thing that's getting you to, to right. That's why you have to become more mindful because your thoughts are just racing because right. you're not occupied. Um, so what you do is reoccupy yourself. And you can do that in a couple of ways. The easiest way is just start talking to yourself and say, okay, let's think about what's in the room. Think about what's in your mm-hmm. uh, present environment. Yeah. Uh, focus on what, where you are and what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And that will slow it down. That'll begin to slow it down. But you have to learn how to do that. These things take practice. Absolutely. And, and there's been some fascinating research that's come out and talked about how to implement this stuff. Like even in, in school systems where, you know, teachers can take, you just pause for, it doesn't take long, like two minutes, but you pause and you say, okay, everybody, you turn the lights out in the classroom. All right, everybody put your pencils down, close your eyes. Now let's take a deep breath. Let's think about how our toes feel in our shoes. Let's think about how our, you know, how we feel sitting in our seat, you know, just go through a couple of things, deep breathe, deep breath, all right, turn the lights back on. Okay, now everybody get back to work. Um, and research right. has shown that those kinds of s- simple strategies mm-hmm. um, have a profound effect on inappropriate behavior, on um, students feeling overwhelmed, students getting, you know, experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety and stuff. So, you know, that 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 simple act of being a little bit mindful, um, just a few times throughout the day, periodically throughout the day, can make um, a profound inf- um improvement in in different areas of our life yeah in classrooms uh, they used to call these brain breaks and, yeah. let's take, and the kids knew what that meant you know let's take a brain break they get up and move around and talk and laugh and you know take a and just just release all that tension so mm-hmm. that you can get back and focus on what you're doing now talking about tension number four oh. is um you know we've heard the um the, the old adage um you know Clear space, clear mind. And when we, when your space, when your in physical environment is full of clutter, mm-hmm. your brain, your your thoughts, your mind is going to be full of clutter. It, it exactly. is it is really difficult to think in an organized, structured, systematic way when everything around you is is cluttered and disorganized and and everything. So number four is to to clear your physical space, clear your phys- the clutter that's around you, and get your space. Um, set in a way that makes you more productive, more organized, more mindful. That's right. I I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, I've had more friends, relatives, patients this year say, I have got to declutter. I have got to get rid of some of my Amazon deliveries. Um, It's just overwhelming. If you have, first of all, you have to acknowledge that it's a problem. 
And, and she emphasized that you have to, first of all, say, yes, I got to get rid of all this stuff. I have to clear my workspace of all this stuff. Okay. It's very difficult to do. And what she recommends is you narrow the focus, just clean off your desk mm-hmm. or get all the bottles, jars, and cans, or take one room or one area, uh, narrow the focus. So you, so that you can get it done. Um, when you're doing the project and you get tired, leave a sticky note as to what you're supposed to do next. So when you get up the next morning, you'll know exactly where to begin. Otherwise, you're going to get up the next morning and be completely overwhelmed again. Right. right? So leave yourself a note and then start getting rid of stuff. I know it's hard. It's, it's you know, Marie Kondo and all that stuff. It's extremely hard to get rid of your possessions. Yeah. You paid money for them. You like them. Very difficult to get rid of them. But you have to rid the clutter. If you have a room, if you have a study at home, it's probably a mess. Well, then put everything in plastic bins and put them in a closet so you don't so you don't see them every day. All right. You have if you see the clutter, you're going to be cluttered. Absolutely. Now, number five is another thing that we've talked about many, 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 many podcasts. And that is we got to get better sleep. And, And Richard Hey, full full disclosure, we we fall into this category. Um, here we are. You know, we've been here since four o'clock this morning. Um, what time did you get up this morning? Just uh, just a little bit before four. Um, but that's the latest I've slept all week. That's what well, that's what I was getting to. That we, you and I, have been up around two or two thirty every day this week. Right. So yes, we recognize, and we are going to have to do these things. Yeah. Um, you know, reinstitute the regular bedtime. Right. You know, uh, turn everything off. Right. When do you watch TikTok, Bernie? When? Night. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> Periodically. Um, you send me. You send me very interesting TikTok things, and well, I think I hope that's not keeping you up at night. I appreciate uh, them. But I don't want them to wreck your sleep. No, that's no. That doesn't. I'm not doing that in the middle of the night. I'm. Um. That that happens periodically when I hear about things or, or whatever, but, okay. um, but you're right. You got to turn the, turn things off and you got to have some routine, some, um, you know, going to bed at a regular time, you know, turning things off. I, I like the ideas that the, this author talks about with, you know, changing your pillow every few years. Um, replacing- I didn't know that. Did you know that? Change your pillow? I, I, I've heard it before, but I don't know that I've always um, yeah. implemented it, used it. Yeah, now I have to go get a new pillow and a new mattress. Yep, it's been a long right, time. I think I changed mine a generation ago. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think about this stuff. But seeing this and seeing these reminders said, "Oh yeah, you got to do. You have to do everything you can to to improve sleep." Right. Now I love number six, and number six is yeah. you got you. You need to know yourself, and, yeah. and I think that this one is so important because how many of us really take a moment or take the time necessary to really know ourselves, you know, not, not who we're, not who we're trying to be for everybody else, Mm -hmm. not who we're trying to, to portray ourselves at, but who we really are. You know, what do you, what, what do you love to do? You know, who do you want to be with? What do you want to, what are your strengths? What are my weaknesses? Um, What can I do to be better? What can I, you know, what can I get rid of? we have to know ourselves in order to, you know, be at peace, be at calm with ourselves. Right. We need to know ourselves. You know, I ask people all the time, I'll, I'll be talking to people and I'll say, 
well, what do you want to do? What do you really want to? Well, I don't know. What do you, what do you really want to study? What do you want to major? Well, I don't know. I think people do know. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're, I think that introspection, getting to know yourself well, is very difficult because we have these defense mechanisms that we say, well, I'd like to, but but then I'll be criticized. Well, I'd like to, but what are people going to say? Well, right. I'd like to, but I'd like to, but I think so. But if you get rid of the but for a moment, mm -hmm. I think we all know, but I think we're afraid to admit. Right. So ask yourselves simpler questions, okay? There's two ways to do it. One is simpler questions. The other thing I think that everybody should do is get rid of the so-called experts in your life. Right. We have access to podcasts, blogs, family members, friends, and we have all these people. Oh, I listen to so-and-so. Oh, I listen to this person. Oh, I listen to that person. Oh, this person. They're offering general advice. It may or may not apply to you. It may sound good, but it may have nothing to do with your life. Right. right. So, so be very careful about, about the advice and what you do with the advice that you get from so-called experts. Including us. You know, yeah, absolutely. We, we are providing information that may help um, loads of people, but it may not right. help you specifically. You know, what that's you right. need specifically may be, may be a little bit different. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that the idea of knowing yourself and knowing, you know what, that's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that that's okay I, to, to say, you know what, I know that the research, I know everything says that this is what I should do or what people should do. But when I've done that, it, it hasn't really helped me out that much. And so I need to tweak it. I need to adjust it. I need to do it a little bit different. Um, even though the research doesn't suggest that, this right. is what I need to do it because that's what I need for me. And that's, that's okay. Right. okay. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, maybe great advice for somebody else. People come to you and say, oh, my God, I did this and it helped me so much. Well, go ahead and try it. But don't be disappointed if it didn't help you because it may be great advice. It just doesn't doesn't fit you, doesn't suit you. Right. Um, we'll frequently get people to say, well, I don't know what to do. I, I'm here. I want you to tell me what to do. Right. I can't tell you what to do. Right. I can help you understand what you want or what you'd like to do, but I can't tell you what to do. That, that's not our job. Yeah. I think that's what gets people so much sometimes because they come in and they just want us to tell them, this is what you do to make life better. Right. <laughs> we can't do that. We, I don't know what's going to, you know, I, I can, what, I don't I can help you follow that path to figure it out. No. Um, and I can, I can help you think about, I can help you discover what's important to you. Yeah. You know, we can have that conversation, but that takes work that, you know, we don't, we don't, there's something about us that we don't like to go to those deep parts of our bodies and brains. You know, we, right. it's, uh, we're a little bit afraid of that, but I would begin with simple questions. What do I love to do? Right. What do we really like to do? And and once I know that, once I admit that, I say, okay, then go do that. Because right. that's what you really enjoy doing. And the second thing is, who do I want to be with? With whom do I want to spend my time? Okay. Right. And there are lots of people I really don't want to be with. Well, then don't be with them. If it's not something you really enjoy doing, don't do it. Right. Whether it's coaching your kid's team or playing a sport that you really don't enjoy. Hey, if you like pickleball, go play pickleball. But if you don't, don't for, don't don't do, do do what you like to do. Do what do what in, enriches you. Right. Because I, and I think that what this does and it ties it in with number seven is that understanding yourself, 
allows you to get rid of the things that 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 are complicating your life that are making right. your life more difficult. And, right. and number seven in this list from this author is commit to simplicity. And, mm -hmm. and that is sort of the overarching goal of all of these things is right. to, you know, commit yourself to saying, I'm not going to take on things that make my life more complicated. I'm not going to continue to do things that make th my life more complicated. I'm not mm -hmm. going to allow my environment to remain cluttered and disorganized because that makes my life more complicated. Right. Um, you know, taking these steps and committing to being having a, a more um, simplistic um, environment and, and, you know, mentality so that you can access those full, you know, the, the deep recesses of your brain and fully access everything that you that you know and that you want and, and live the life that you want to live. Right. Yeah. And so I think I would think in terms of two broad things. One is stop chasing stuff, whether it's the Internet or social media or, or you know, purchases. OK, S try to slow that down, uh, all the stuff you're chasing. And at the same time, start practicing these getting to calm exercises, you know, declutter your space, uh, learn to do mindfulness, think more about what is really important to you, not just keeping up with everybody else, but what's really important to you. So stop doing some things and start doing other things. And I think that would be a good way to approach 2024. You're in a new year. It's a good time to make these kind of changes. Uh, absolutely. So, so everybody go home, work on that. Okay. Now take that <laughs> advice. We'll tell you exactly what to do. That's no, right. we're not going to tell you what to do. No, no, no. You have to find that for yourself. And, and I, again, I really like that, you know, get to know yourself. So, right. all right. right. That's it for today. Um, first podcast of February. February. All right. All right. So good luck, everyone. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.